Hi guys, it's your one and only Roki Bello. For individuals just hearing of me, I'm a podcaster that wants to introduce people to Nigerian history, one podcast at a time. New episodes every Wednesday. Before we start the episode, remember to follow, share the podcast, and leave a rating. If you guys want to fund the podcast, you can go to Pubverse, Curiocaster, Fountain, and many more to give me current Bitcoin payments. Without further ado, let's start the episode. Today, I decided to talk about the Benin Empire. To learn their heritage of the Benin Empire, we're going to have to go back to 1100 CE. The kingdom was located on the southern coast of West Africa, which is now modern-day Nigeria. The kingdom flourished from the 13th to 19th century CE. The kingdom was ruled by the Edo people, a group of the many people that settled in Nigeria. The region was ironically dubbed Benin. The Benin Empire was a crossing of trade networks exclusively controlled by the king called Oba. These trades also possessed gold and slaves. The Benin Empire started to decrease around the 18th century CE. Historians are certain this is because of civil wars. Momentarily after this, it was commanded by the British in 1897 CE. The Benin Empire is known for its remarkable sculptures and plaques that illustrate Benin rulers and their families. They are considered one of the most finest works assembled in all of Africa. The empire established iron functioning technology in the 19th century CE. Behind this discovery, tools and agriculture immensely increased. The people in the southern part of West Africa experienced an abundance of food, such as bananas, yams, and oil palm kernels. The environment was a combination of rainforest, dry forest, and mangrove swamps. The kingdom was formed in the 13th century CE as a state proper. The kingdom existed occupied by the Kiwa-speaking Igbo people. The kingdom was surrounded 250 miles and 60 kilometers governed directly by the king. The second rulers existed in the farthermost band of the territory governed by the princes. There's also a third rank of tribes which offered tribute but were not directly ruled by the king. The kingdom succeeded due to its regional trade with other kingdoms, passing hard labor goods such as cotton and stone beads. West African civilizations traded salt, yam cattle, and many more, such as the sufficiently established trades. People presumed they retained a form of currency using manilas, plump, plump horseshoe-shaped bracelets made from brass. This is there is also evidence of cowrie shells via Persia and the Maldives, which was utilized as currency by the Benin before direct contact with Europe, a fact which suggests they traded with with Northern Africa's savannah empires would have obtained them via land trade routes. From approximately 1450 CE, Portuguese vessels were voyaging down the Atlantic coast of Africa and were proposing a choice to the Trans-Saharan possession routes and these trade networks between Africa's internal kingdoms. Ships were sent to the Gold Coast in the southwest of Africa in pursuit of the gold that had delivered such wealth for the Mali and Songhai Empire. The West uh, the West Africa, who had been very who had been at the very end of the trade chain, now found themselves in the contrasting end of a prosperous trade as vessels anchored straight from Europe. Benin held contacts with the coastal state via the port of Ultin the Benin River. In the 15th century, the Portuguese were colonizing the Sahotone and Principe. In this time, Benin was still trading with them. They illustrated a 
a 30-year presence with the Portuguese through the port of Yongqing of the Benin River. The Europeans desired beads, cotton, and ivory, and slaves. This would take they would take this and trade it with other African nations in return for gold and pepper, which was highly demanded in Europe. West Africans highly desired fan cloth from India, carry shells and glass beads, which the Portuguese offered to Africa. Historians also think Benin highly demanded copper and bronze to make their mass-produced brass for their sculptures. The ruler of Benin was strict on what his country traded, creating a royal monopoly. He had a chokehold on the Europeans after his decision not to sell male slaves because he needed them for his own army. This all happened around 516 CE. In, five, in 514 CE, the ruler of Benin desired diplomatic relations with his country and the Portuguese. He spread the message by sending embassies to Europe. He seemingly also wanted to negotiate shipments and firearms being transported to his kingdom. The Portuguese were not leaning and giving up potential enemy weapons, but turning the king and his ruler to good old Christianity. The king was stubborn and unwilling to convert, and most of his people were unwilling to convert to the religion. This angered the Portuguese because their plans to exploit Benin of all its natural resources in the quickest and cheapest route didn't succeed. Neither did their attempts to overthrow the Benin population, which were ruined when white people started dying due to the diseases that the Benin people could withstand. Their attempts proved unfruitful till the 19th century, when they really started killing indigenous beliefs in Africa by building many churches and overflowing Benin with missionaries. The Benin people's beliefs may have been erased by the Europeans, but their king's history is not. The king of Benin were called the righteous rulers of Benin by fate. They controlled all the exports and high-value goods in the kingdom, such as leopard skin, pepper, coral, and ivory. Many rulers are worshipped in sculpture work. They wear ivory masks on their hips with human heads as their crown or necklace. People will presume this is meant to show their dominance over foreigners, such as the Europeans. Kings are shown in palaces of Benin, where they are depicted as warrior leaders, such as one provided by BBC television, where it shows a brass blackboard and inside is its leaders in front of a war and the people in the back. Their rank can be identified by their leopard scar clarifications and their tooth necklace. The leopard was a highly justifiable symbol for the Oba because he was the only one allowed to kill a leopard. An annual, annual sacrifice for animals was done for the king. Similarly to kings, gods and spirits received animal sacrifices, sometimes human sacrifices. But after the humans passed away, the king was held in high regards by foreigners, most citing his presence as powerful, such as naval officer Thomas Windham, who wrote a whole paragraph on how powerful the king looked. The king lived in Weston, I mean in capital, Benin, also called the heart of the kingdom, 30 kilometers from the coast and west from the Nile River. The city had high walls, which may have been served as a barrier to lower classes, but not used as a form of defense. Everyone loyal to the king had outlying farmland. The king and his palace were both called the spiritual and heart of Benin. The palace had many courtyards and galleries with wooden p- 
pillars to support the roof. The pillars had brass plaques, which were considered the best in Africa. Besides plaques and sculptures, they had life-sad brass sculptures of heads, tiny, but they included humans and animals. Ivory was another material that the Benin favored, carving intricate works with many tiny details. Some sculptures showed Ida, the mother of King Elise. There's also a possibility that Benin crafters used wood, but the material wasn't durable due to the climate and insects. The artists of Benin produced works such as ivory cellars with European riders or people holding muskets. They did this with their own Benin twist. Sadly, almost all of these works were stolen and put in European or American museums. Benin started attracting countries in the late 16th century. Many European countries wanted to loosen the king's control on the trade, overthrowing the country in 1897. The empire was already weak, weakened by an excess of wars. The king's dynasty is still known and holds a place in the Nigerian government. Benin was given its independence in 1975 CE, which is now called the Republic of Benin. Even though Benin was robbed of its land, its history still lives in our hearts. This is all for episode 2. If you guys want to know where I cited my work, contact me at rakibadio.gmail.com. R-A-Q-I-B-A-D-I-O at gmail.com. Thank you guys for tuning in. Now I'm going to tune out. Peace.